Hello out there in podcast land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you always have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you an insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by the maestro. Hello, how are you? Fantastic. And special guest today, we have Annie. Hello. Now, this week, there's a movie coming out called The Courier, as I mentioned at the end of the last podcast, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch. I was going to pick a movie that he was in, but they were all too good, so I chose something else. I chose a movie with Rachel Brosnahan, which is actually Miss Maisel from, uh, what is it? The Marvelous Miss Maisel. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. Great show. And then I watched that movie and decided, holy crap, we cannot do this movie on the podcast. You watched the movie? Yeah. We watched the movie. I happened to catch uh, uh, Cowboy and Maestro in Time. The, yeah, I'm not gonna, we're not going to do that. Uh, first of all, at the end of the movie, I didn't have any words. It's just like, what, what happened to me? What was this about? Yeah. And, and then as I started doing the, the prep for the show, it was never released in theaters. There's no budget. There's almost no reviews. So th- the second half of the show would have been nothing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm pulling the plug on this right now. I'm pulling the ripcord and... We're not going to do it. But, and even, in, I went back to look at my notes to, uh, of the movie, and all I put in my notes was hippie party. That's the only thing I wrote down. Because <laughs> the only thing is like, hey, this is some, semi-interesting. And then by the end of that scene, I was like, no, not interesting. And uh, now I'm just confused. And who are these people? And how are, it, just, it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. It didn't have a plot line. It didn't have a point. There was no message we're trying to get across. Like, it was just. It was like they took like five different movies and they were like, these would be really great scenes in a movie. Oh, let's just put them all in one movie. But they're from different actual, like they should be different movies. Yeah, it's no, it's not. They weren't even good scenes. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing was pointless. It, it, it was called Burn Country, as I mentioned in the last podcast. It says drama, mystery, thriller. It's neither of those things. Uh, it's confusing. It's 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 about a guy that is from Iraq or Afghanistan. Uh, he was a reporter there. He's coming here and he wants to report on middle of Ohio or some. He's here because he got asylum here, and he has a friend who's still a reporter over there who's from here in California, but like a rural part of California. So he stays with her, his mom. Yeah, and that's a pretty much the only explanation we get of anything that's happening in the movie is that. And then he meets James Franco, and he meets some other weird people, and then the movie ends. That's it. So, fuck that movie. So, uh, is this on a, on a scale of The Room, how would you rate this movie? I enjoyed The Room much more than this. Yes, it's okay. much better than The Room. This, this the is room was much better. along the same lines as uh, Killing Them Softly, which we did way back in the day. Uh, which, I did not. I did not. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a recommendation from uh, Adachi, uh, a guy we went to high school with. He recommended Killing Them Softly to us, which had Brad Pitt. It had um, other people. Uh, but was it released in theaters and had... Goodfellas, yeah. So that's the difference. Because this movie is very reminiscent of the types of movies you used to do a few years ago that were just unholy unholily awful yeah I, I guarantee this it's, it's more, it, the same as killing them softly it's one of those you say you like the movie because it's going to confuse people and like oh he's deep he, uh, he must understand something I don't understand I'm like no you, you suck alright anyway so I switched gears we switched movies 
And I found a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch that we could do. And that is from 2019, uh, 2018, Mowgli. Mowgli was the original title. It's, it's now officially Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle, or Legend of the Jungle. Uh, and this was a Netflix movie. So there's not going to be any box office figures for this part either, but there's plenty of reviews and plenty more to talk about because there's actually things happening in this movie. <laughs> so uh, this is directed by Andy Serkis. It stars Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andy Serkis, Matthew Rees, and Rowan Chand. This is about a human child raised by wolves. He must face off against a menacing tiger named Shere Khan, as well as his own origins. Maestro, have you seen this movie before? Yes, I have. I've seen this um, when it first came out. A while ago, actually, because I was actually interested in seeing how they do the live action. I didn't expect... Well, honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't really expect much from it, to tell you the truth. Okay. All the other um, films prior to this, there were live actions with animals like Dr. Doolittle and stuff like that. Didn't really show much of a like appeal to me. But okay. I was figuring, since they were using exotic animals in this one, there might be something to work with. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Annie, have you seen this movie before? I have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we watched this the same week it came out, right? Pretty sure we did. Yeah. And, and the, I liked it both times. I, I recall, I think we watched a couple of different Jungle Books within that week period. Because <laughs> the, the, yeah. there's, there's plenty now. Uh, there's, I, don't, I don't know if we watched the, the Jungle Book with um, that Bruce Lee looking guy. Do you remember that one, Maestro? I do remember we watched. Yeah, I've seen Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee. I remember I was watching George of the Jungle and the original like cartoon <laughs> Jungle Book. Those okay. are the things that I remember. Okay. Then at a separate point, we watched the remake of the Jungle Book, which had Christopher Walken as uh, King Louie, and uh, John Favreau uh, directed it. It, it was it was much closer to the that, a- animated movie. That sounds movie. very familiar. Uh, and this was not. There was no singing in this movie, so they tried to. They went a different direction. But okay, so uh, thoughts, Mister? You said you, you weren't really expecting anything from it, so w- no, I wasn't expecting much from it because the previous movies I've watched beforehand just had like the animals, like you know, on cue doing certain things, and then they would just like just CGI the mouth. Okay, but th- this is all hundred percent CGI. This is not yeah any animals. Same as uh, Favreau's version, it was all CGI. Yes. Uh, th- th- did it hold up for you the CGI? Honestly, um, it wasn't that bad. It didn't take me out of the movie that much. I mean, I think the only thing that really took me out of the movie was Scarlett Johansson's voice, really. Scarlett Johansson? But, yeah, because in like the Jungle Book cartoon, the sheer, uh, Ka, the, with the snake, uh-huh. is, is Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no. The, the, Ka is, the voice of Ka in this movie is Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett? I think, no. Yes. The, the uh, Galadriel from uh, Lord of the Rings. No. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Then I don't know. Maybe that's now, the other Jungle Book now movie. I'm curious. I'm gonna go look to make sure because I'm not <laughs> really. So if then my theories of Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> voice now are Kate Blanchett's voice, it took me out then instead. Okay, hold on a second. All right. You yeah. You look that up. Uh, Annie, what you what do you think of the CGI? I barely notice it, but I also don't have any kind of technical background like you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I. I mean, occasionally you, 
be like, yeah, that doesn't look 100% real, but it doesn't take me out of it at all. It's, I feel like they almost even, not airbrush, but kind of add a similar quality to the people in it and everything else around it. So it blends it together. So Absolutely. that is all of the reality. So it doesn't really, it's not like I look off the TV and I'm like, that curtain looks way more real than that one uh, on the TV. <laughs> now, uh, the, Baloo, the voice of Baloo is also the director. He's the one that plays Golem in the Lord of the Rings movies. Which uh, is amazing because he sounded like Bill Murray. It, what, you think so? I didn't get that. Okay, hold on a second. Did I watch the same film that we're supposed to watch? Holy Christ. Oh, no. I swear to God. If you watch a, a, the wrong movie, Maestro, this is going to be a very weird podcast. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to double check right now, okay? You can go ahead and do your thing. All right. We're going to keep talking about the movie that we were supposed to watch, Mowgli. <laughs> uh, Legend of the Jungle. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, as I was saying, he was, he was uh, Smeagol. And... After I, I knew that, I couldn't help but see Smeagol's face in Baloo's face, right right around the eyes. Oh, no. It's a very small kind of uh, ways that he, if his face moved, reminded me of Smeagol. And, and I may have been putting that on him because I knew he was. Well, did they wear like those suits with the dots to do the characters? Because if so, then they probably put the ones on the face to get facial expression to work into the, the character. The, uh, so that it's very possible that... That's... Actually, very, very apt. Very nice. But as, as far as the way that it looked even, not just the way it was moving, but the way it looked. Like, they, they, uh, like you were saying, they, they, sh- they shaped humanness into the bear, I yeah. think. They usually try to base the characters around the f- baseline features of the person you, doing the voice. Yeah. It just syncs better. So, so this basically is a whole fresh take on The Jungle Book. From what we know, anyway. The, now, the, the Jungle Book movie, apparently, is taken from an actual book called The Jungle Book. Yeah, I haven't read it. Uh, but it's, it's like split up into, into different portions. Like, there's the, the Mowgli section. There's the Blue section or, or something. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get too far deep into this. But... I would kind of want to read that. <laughs> uh, now, my only reference for Jungle Book is The Jungle Book cartoon I, that we grew up with. So... For Baloo to not be as whimsical as I know him to be, that was a little weird for me. Uh, he, he was my favorite part of the movie. But Baloo yeah. was, was always my favorite character in Jungle Book every time I watched it. He's it's, supposed to. He's the fun, lovable uncle rather than the mean jaguar dad. Yeah. And it, the jaguar was, I think, truer to, to the character. Uh, Bagheera was closer to the Bagheera that I remember from the cartoon. Uh, and then we have... Ka, the the snake. Yeah, hundred percent different character. Yep. Uh, this time was uh, played by a female, whereas in the first one was played by a very effeminate male, I believe. <laughs> so it was also just supposed to be like super evil and creepy. Yeah. And this is supposed We're to be talking about like, Ka right now. Yeah, yeah. Ka. Okay. And this Ka so, is like ethereal. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the wrong movie. You've got to be kidding me! I typed in Mowgli and I got the Jungle Book Mowgli one. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what I'm going to say then. Uh, we're going to pause here. <laughs> and then we're going to pick up tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a, a brief break and we'll come back uh, with the podcast <laughs> uh, for you, the listeners, in a couple seconds. <laughs> 
And we're back. Thanks for hanging out and waiting while we get this all sorted out. I have been told now that Maestro has seen the correct movie, and uh, Annie has hit puberty, and her voice has dropped several octaves. Um, no, I just uh, I got the Rona, oh. and it's affecting my voice right now, and that's why I'm quarantined in my garage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Annie's not here, uh, the cowboy. Sorry, sorry Annie. <laughs> That's fine. Annie, I, I, it's the, the best impression I can. These guys are not around to kick me in the balls to make my voice go higher. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we're now doing Mowgli. We did the intro. Cowboy wasn't here for it, but we're getting into the movie now. So uh, have you seen this movie before, Cowboy? Uh, yeah, uh, before we were supposed to record the other day, but I was sleeping. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, no, I have not before I had to watch it for the podcast. Okay. So what were your general thoughts of this movie? I, it was weird because with my work schedule, I'm working overnights in graveyards. Um, it was on a day off um, and I couldn't sleep through the whole night. I, I fell asleep really early and I woke up and it was like, I think it was like five in the morning or something like that. No more. I'm laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. So uh, I bundle up because I go out into my office in the garage and it's cold uh, at 530 in the morning. Right. And I click on the heater and I, I was intrigued. I sat there and I just with the heater blowing on me, I watched the whole thing at 530 in the morning in the garage. It was OK. Great. All right. So you enjoyed it then? I, I, oh, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, but I, I like, you know, the Jungle Book, you know, I mean, it was cool. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Okay. Maestro, now that you've seen the correct movie, <laughs> do you have any thoughts about you it? Know, I feel like you guys are making this more than it really was. I mean, it's an old movie. This movie? It's in car- it's color, too. It's cartoon. What are you talking about? Oh, I see. Yeah, so you watched the wrong movie again. You watched the original. Not, Very good. Not joking. Not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I found I found that when I was watching the characters in the film, they it took me out of the film because they all all the the the, the wolves and the and and Bagheera's character right looked like Bill Nighy in like a fursuit. so I really couldn't um, like take it seriously. I mean, yeah, it was great, like the storyline and everything like that, but their faces just like irked me. I'm looking at them like that's Bill and I hate every time, and then I swear one of them went like <laughs> that once, and I was like, "Oh, that's him! That's him!" So, how about the voices? Did you recognize the voices? With because uh, yeah, Bagheera was Christian Bale, which I yeah. I struggled to find Christian Bale in that voice. It sounded yeah, like it was something else. Christian Bale's been a, is a method actor, man. I mean, like he can. He can metamorphose. He can he can switch and change according to what film he's in, and it's always new. I mean, it's dangerous, but you've you've seen him in like the mechanic. You've seen him oh, yeah. in like a bunch of other, huh? Yeah, uh, American Psycho, which is on the spoilers archives. You want to check that one out? Exactly. Yeah, and then and then even when he played the Dark Knight as Batman, he created it in a whole new voice just for Batman. Yeah. So I'm I, I didn't pay. I didn't. I don't think I paid too much attention to the voices to try and pick out the voice. Okay. You pay attention to their face, right? The one where I, they look I, like Bill Nighy, right? I was watching the story. I mean, the the one thing that like 
the one thing that I picked up on is the the main the main uh, elephant that was missing part of its tusk from the hunter. Yeah, had like moss hanging out from it. Yes, he did. I I I'm like, is that supposed to be an elephant or a woolly mammoth? I you know. Oh yeah. It's been around for a very long time. It, it, it kind of threw me off, like because it had moss hanging all over it. I'm like, it's an elephant. I, I do have but something. It's a very that. slow moving elephant. No, it's pretty fast. It took out the hunter. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, on his off days, man, he probably just sleeps until they grow on him. I mean, well, like, maybe, maybe he got faster on the uh, right side because he was missing half his tusk. Or, or once he lost that tusk, he became depressed and became very complacent and just kind of laid around moss grew oh i get vengeance now Brrr, full speed yeah <laughs> i did find it sad that uh mowgli's uh best friend ended up uh in the hunters yeah that, that was really sad you know he's like oh i sent my best friend off i told him off and he left and he gets killed by the hunter that is something that stood out to me is that this is this is a very dark version of the Jungle Book. Uh, the Jungle Book that, that we watched as kids, uh, sure, it had dark elements, but overall, you, you didn't leave feeling like, oh, there's so many, so many emotions. It was just more like a, that was a good story. They went full yeah. Bambi on this one. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I liked it. I, I like to. I, mean, I I really can't. Like I was just intrigued, and um, the boy who played Mowgli. You know, um, I don't know. Did if this is in trivia or whatnot? Did he do like all his own stunts, like running around on all fours and stuff like that? Oh. Or did they have a stunt that will come in on that? Uh, I do not have that in trivia, but I, I do have to say that I noticed uh, parts of those seem CGI. When when he was running on all fours, some of the times it looked like it was a CGI running on all fours. Uh, probably because it's really hard to do. I would I would assume trying to run on all fours. I I can't imagine well, at that your age. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, as a kid, you... no, I remember trying that as a kid, and it was not easy. And I, I was falling all over myself. That was your downfall. That was the beginning of your downfall. Of, <laughs> you know. That's that's when you were a kid trying that. That's when you knew you should not get on a hoverboard and try and balance. Right. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> no. Although I still tried pole vaulting in high school, which I did pretty well at. So I got some sort of balance. Something. It was the pole. It was the pole. I knew that was going that way. <laughs> so this is weird because I, I don't remember that much of the original Jungle Book movie the cartoon version it turns out what was was Mowgli also raised by wolves in that version i i don't remember too much but i thought he was more i mean they had the the moments in this movie where blue was teaching him but i thought in the jungle book it was him and blue you know they were together all the time he wasn't like trying to be part of a pack right of wolves. and and that's my recollection too but from what i've been reading about this uh yes i had to read because that's how i did research for the for the script here it seems like the wolf pack was part of the original jungle book i don't remember it i i I, it's been a while since i've seen it so i i I know i remember baloo being my favorite character and that was fantastic the whole dynamic between them was great king louis was great uh bagheera was kind of there as uh yeah okay somebody has to be adult i guess 
and and that's basically it. And then the vultures. I don't remember so much about the Jungle Book. Maybe you guys do, but was the storyline similar? Not at all. Uh, in the original Jungle Book, uh, Ka the the snake was basically as evil as Khan was. The 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 yeah. wolf. Uh, the wolf. The tiger. The, the, yeah, the Bengal tiger. Because yeah. basically everybody's out to get Mowgli, and he's protected by Baloo and Shakira. Shakira. Bagheera. <laughs> Bagheera. Shakira. Shakira. <laughs> My hips don't lie this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la. This is a <laughs> very different take on the movie than, than we've seen before. And I do know that this is based off of a, a book or a series of books. So... As far as the Disney version that we got, probably not very true to what the actual text is. Well, they probably had to make it more Disney. Right. And in fact, you most know. Disney movies are based off of darker stories uh, that if you watch the original or read the original story, it's a different movie than what we're being given by Disney. But Which is why I liked Once Upon a Time way better than I liked any Disney movie. Right. Yes, that was fantastic. They took a lot of rights themselves, but it's fine. Uh, So here's some notes that I have. Mowgli thinks he's a wolf. This is an interesting thing for me because the the wolves have to know you're not a wolf. And it seems like there's a lot of douchebag wolves in this pack that are constantly like, oh, you're not one of us. And like, oh, yeah, but I am. Hmm. You've seen yourself in a pond, right? You know you don't look like a wolf. You don't actually think you're a wolf. But he's very... You're not hairy. You're not hairy like all the other wolves. Yeah. Like and it, you're the ugly duckling. Like, and this is another thing. But, like, but he, sees, uh, he sees the villagers. He sits up there on the rock and he looks down and he sees the villagers, mm-hmm. right? Right. And does he not like go, hey, their arms look like mine? Why can't I be part of that wolf well, pack? I guess if you think about it, a lot of times you perceive what you want to see. And if he relates himself to the wolf pack because that's how he knew, then people would seem confusing to him at first. Because when was the last time you introspected and looked at yourself? You know? I feel like I look at myself constantly. It's not pretty. Without a mirror. Without a mirror. You know, that's, that's what I mean. Or I'm constantly uh, uh, introspecting. Like, why did I do yeah, that? Yeah, but you're, you're living in a hierarchy where you're, you're already understanding that you are a human. What if you were told that you're not a human? What if they told you you were an alien? Would you be able to admit to that fact? Because there's no one else that looks like you. I'd believe it. <laughs> I'm not human. Okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> right. Okay. What if, what if what if you were um, I don't know left in a jungle and wolves raised you? There is a story that I read in the past about a boy that lived as with wolves and was raised with wolves. Um, Veril, he was uh, could not speak, uh, acted very much like the, the wolves themselves because they were you know, but he was stunted in every way uh mentally form wise he had he was really really not acting like he was really human because he wouldn't even stand up on his own he would always be on all fours 
So my take is that, yeah, he's standing on all on two feet in this film, but most of the time he wouldn't recognize what he was looking at if they were human. So being raised by wolves, does that mean he's eating raw meat all the time as well? And these kinds of things? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did they also teach and, and they 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 did that they did that in the film. Remember when he was captured and he was in the cage and they gave him cooked food and he went over there and tried it and then he spit it out. Oh and right. Then the hunter gave him the knife and he had that kill hanging there, and he went to go just bite at it and the hunter gave him the knife. Then he cuts it out, cuts a piece of meat and starts eating it and hands goes to hand some to the hunter and hunter goes, no, I prefer mine cooked. Mm. Oh, that's right. I guess the the. the, the but, the bigger question I was getting at is if you learn all these things from wolves, uh, when you come back to human civilization, uh, how do you dance? See, yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, this film doesn't. Yeah. Take the, they got, you got talking animals and you're worried about dancing. Well, because, well, I mean, wolves, all the wolves time. Wolves dance differently, you know? Yeah. When you dance with the wolf. You're dancing with wolves, right? So, uh, try dance, dance with, with people. Humans. You're t- How do you dance with humans after you've been dancing with wolves your entire life? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you should watch the play. <laughs> right. Let's so, ask Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. All right, I, I, we will ask him actually. Very, very short. By the way, I got that as soon as you said it. Okay. I saw the little <laughs> you were you were trying not to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you smirked. I saw the smirk, but I got it before the smirk. All right. I, I knew where you were going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got you. I got you. So, in this version of Jungle Book, it seems like Ka, the snake, is kind of this almost godly figure that yes. has been around since the beginning of time, is what we're led to believe. Supposedly, yeah. Ka seems to be the real ruler of the jungle. Nobody messes with Ka. Mm-hmm. Um, Shere Khan is even afraid of. Ka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At one point, Ka, Ka tells Khan to stand down, and he's like, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll do it. If you say so, giant snake. This is, it belongs to us. And it does those. Yeah. Spark. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was waiting for Malfoy to come out, you know. Right? <laughs> Expecto Patronum. Sorry. Yeah. Because I believe the way things work in the jungle or in the hierarchy for animals, it works at least for sharks. Um, you only eat what you can kill. Ah. So you basically, only kill what you can eat? I think that's probably a more apt way to say it. That's more like it. Yeah, <laughs> you think you're better off that way. Yeah. Okay. You only kill what you can eat. And usually what, like, for instance, like sharks that are adolescent are a little bit smaller on the smaller size. Well, hold on. They to be fair to Maestro, that's also true what he said. You only eat what you can kill. That's true also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could find a way to kill anything. In the jungle. But doesn't mean you're, if you don't kill it, you're not eating. Hey, doesn't mean you're going to eat it. I'm not if talking, I can kill a snake that if I can kill a snake that's poisonous, doesn't mean I'm going to eat it. If I'm going to get poisoned, that's also true. That's why uh, that's why most animals that are multicolored or like uh, have bright colors are usually poisonous. So people know, animals know at least. That's why people aren't killing me. I'm brightly colored. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm like 
practically iridescent, translucent. Mm. However, you know, like yeah, I glow, I glow in the dark. You glitter in the, and you glitter in the sun. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then the fangs come out. Oh, Jacob, Edward. Edward. Damn it. 50, 50 well, I'm glad that you don't watch it. Okay, so um, yeah, sorry, you were saying something about we, something. Yeah, the adolescent sharks won't even go for certain types of uh, uh, meats or animals because they know they're too big. The only times they will actually will eat of bigger animals if they're already dead, and they can just like you know gorge themselves on the car- the carcass. That's why you see wh- that's why whales don't get attacked by great white sharks unless they're already dead. That's why you only kill what you can eat, mm. yeah. not eat what you can kill. Right. <laughs> and in this, and the, in this movie, Ka is so much bigger than Shere Khan. It may only make he's pretty much the biggest animal in the entire jungle. So yeah. that makes that probably is the reason why they're basically so. Uh, at least they listen to what he says because, or she says, I don't know. But the reason why that's the reason why they don't try to kill or eat the Ka. I mean, if, if they, if, if they killed Ka, they can have a feast. The whole jungle can feast on that. Exactly. Yeah. But the problem is they can't. Why not? Well, that's the thing. They can't. It's the power in numbers. True. Power in numbers. But I, I'm guessing, cause like, Shere, well, Shere Khan's got control of the monkeys, which is weird. The, what was all that about? He controls the monkeys? He, I, I know he controls the hyenas, but he also controls the monkeys? And- no, he, yeah, he the monkey people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because remember, remember the monkey, the cave? People, stole, the monkey oh, people stole Mowgli. That's right. And then Shere See, Khan was up here's there. The, here's the problem, yeah. goddammit, Maestro. This what? is your fault. Because last Why? time, you watched the wrong movie. And, yes. it, and it reminded me, oh, I think I like that movie. So now I watch that movie. So now two things are blending in my head. The the movie that you watched the first time and and this movie. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. This one was much better, man. You like this one better? I watched, than yeah, I like this version? one better than The Jungle Book. I just couldn't stand the faces, man. <laughs> and it's the oversized heads. That was weird. <laughs> Every, even Shere Khan's head was like huge. I'm like, that doesn't look right. Usually it's a lot smaller. I don't get why it's so big. It, I, the proportions feel felt off to me, and for me, it's like, it's like my dad's a zoo, my dad's a zoologist, so he, he I've gotten books, watched David Attenborough like billions of times. I've seen and seen all the cre- the animals that you see in this film, and I'm looking. I'm like these don't look proportionately right. Hmm. I mean, of course, I mean, mean Balud looks pretty awesome, but. Baloo was really awesome. Yeah. I would say the rendition of any of the animals Baloo was badass. He looked like he looked like the the black bear from Brave. You know, the baddie? Mardi. It's, it's been a while. I don't uh, I I think I was alluding to this in the in the previous uh, version uh when Annie was still on the podcast. That Baloo was played by the the voice was the same guy that did Golem. And once once I realized that the golem face. Blue had a, a, a golemy face. Uh, the, the parts that were not covered in hair were looked to me very golemy. And no, I got to double check. It, it took, it took me out of it. What are talking about? Golem from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. my precious. Yes, Andy Sarkis as Blue. Yeah. Uh, Man, I I gotta see this. 
and, and, and I think we were also talking about this. It's, it's been a couple of days since we recorded the first part of the podcast, but uh, Baloo to me was the fun-loving character that I was my favorite part of the Jungle Book. And this movie, he was not. He was kind of. A he dick. was a hard ass. Yeah, but a protective hard ass. Yeah, and, and I guess when it comes down to it, he did convince is- Bagheera to like, hey, no, come on, he's one of us. Well, no, not only that, but he jumped in and kept Bagheera from mauling Mowgli. Bagheera was just trying to do his job. And then Baloo was on Mowgli's side. He's like, you hunted him down. You targeted targeted him because he was in the lead. Yeah. And you did that on purpose. But also from the standpoint of Bagheera, he needs to have Mowgli lose to save him. If he loses this, he goes back to his people, the humans, and he will be safe. So while being a dick, he's actually looking out for Mowgli. It's one of those – it's a parenting thing. I, parenting I saw it differently. Always... I saw it differently. I saw it as a pride thing. He could not let a human beat him. He's okay – with a wolf beating him because they do it all the time. That's how they become part of the pack. But he was not going to let a human man beat him. That is, in his mind, I was thinking that pride, no, no, I'm not letting this happen. Mm. You know? See, and God damn it. Maestro again. I think think both movies are bleeding into my head (laughs) as far as what Big Ear's intentions were. So I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. Well, be, okay. Look, I'm the way I'm looking at it is um, he could be taking it from both angles. I mean, ultimately, in the end, he's protecting him, just like Bagheera was. Pretty much, they became the same side. They took different. They were they had different theories, different sides. They were actually planning on trying to do, but ultimately came out the same same came out the same way. Okay. Uh, so just just to give a brief overview if if you haven't seen the movie for some reason and you're still listening to the podcast uh Mowgli is in the jungle uh Khan kills his parents and Mowgli survives he now is raised by wolves and they look like Bill Nighy <laughs> sure and now he's trying to pass a wolf test to become part of the pack and this is where Bagheera is kind of making him fail the test basically and yeah. once he does fail the test, he now goes to the human village. Village. Yeah. So this is interesting. They A human comes out of the jungle, a human child, and he's kind of uh, probably what this guy that was actually raised by wolves in real life was not acting human. He's just like, ah, ah. And they put him in a cage. That's a little weird. Why? It's a human being. So? Yeah, would you rather them strap him down to a bed? Because he was unpredictable. He was... Biting. Savage. Savage. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. They, they had to protect themselves. I mean, we put humans in cages all the time. I mean, that's what jail cells are. Yeah, but this is... Somebody that obviously needs help, and they were scared 
uh, putting him in a cage, not going to make you feel very at ease as far as the people that have uh, literally captured you. That's why why Bagheera told him, you know, just, you know, let them know they have your trust and or get their trust and they'll be better to you. See, I think I know why this film confuses me the most. They did motion capture of the faces. So you try. So in each character, you see a bit of the actor in it, right? Because their portrayals or their spacings between their actual real face is put into the character itself. But when you try and create an, a, a creature, a, per, an animal with a human, with human features, that just creeps the hell out of me, man. You get, you get a version of the human shark. Yeah. It's like <laughs> That's copioid just, shark or whatever. Right. I, 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 I just couldn't get past that. I'm sorry. I'm bringing that up so many times. No, I no, it, it, <sighs> it's, it's a good thing uh, to be bumped by. Cause like I was saying about Baloo, especially because now, and this is my mistake. I looked up who the voice was and found out he was Gollum. So the, the, the Gollum uh, faces that I've seen from Lord of the Rings, some of the same mannerisms in the face of Baloo were the same as the Gollum. And that's because it was motion captured, just like Gollum was. Yeah, exactly. You're, tr- you're, you're trying to say that spoilers ruins <laughs> movies for you. It does. If, if you didn't have the, the notion to go look up this stuff... You would have never noticed that. It wouldn't have been on your mind. You wouldn't have saw it. Right. <clears throat> and you probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. More than, you know, yeah, spo- nothing would have bugged you. <laughs> Spoilers has ruined my movie-watching capabilities. Uh, because b- before, I would watch a movie and just, <laughs> here's a movie. And now, and, and as far as actors and actresses, I didn't care. I was like, oh, I recognize that person, but it doesn't matter. But now, it's become an obsession. Like, oh, I know that person from this, 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 this and this and this. And I connect all the dots in my head. And now I see the face. I hear the voice. Sounds kind of familiar. Who is it? Oh, it's that guy. And now everything that they've done before is grafted onto this. And yeah, you I don't, can't I don't, unsee it. Right. I don't do that. What, what, what spoilers has done to me is it's ruined movies to the point of continuity. <laughs> okay. I can, I can find the stupidest, most minute continuity issues in a movie – in a TV show, a TV program, uh, watching a TV show with my wife, we you have one scene in a kitchen, and there's stuff on the counter, and say <laughs> the toaster's here, and the blender's here, and 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 something else is is to the right, the sugar container, right? Yeah. In one scene, cut to the next scene, same day, and it's all mixed up, and it's in a different. I will catch it. And I will point it out to her. Hey, that's not where the cookie jar was five <laughs> seconds ago. You know, it's like, yeah. why does that? Why do you see those things? I'm like, spoilers. <laughs> Screwed me up. Yeah, same. So, going forward with this film, I find that the storyline's much better than the one I watched originally. Okay. I do say that their choice in how they motion captured faltered for me. Because the one I did watch originally, their the, the animals, the way they looked, looked much more appealing to me than these ones. They actually had the semi-facial structure of a 
of a human in it. I mean, like yeah. Shere Khan's head was way too big for his body. It okay. looked like he was like a cartoony version of a Shere Khan. Hmm. I think uh, I think you're wrong. I think uh, <laughs> his body was way too small for his head. Is that why? Did I say the other way around? No, you, did I, did I say his, he's arguing for the sake of arguing. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I just had to second guess myself if no. I said it correctly. Right. Well, you got to kill what you can eat, or or eat what you can kill. Whatever. Now, uh, this is another thing that I was curious about. Mowgli, raised by wolves, speaks to wolves. Has incredible complexion. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he speaks to wolves. He speaks to bears. He speaks to panthers, uh, and he has that language. Now he goes to the human village. Mm-hmm. Now I think he can't it was speak English. It was clever that <laughs> yeah, no, it was clever that they never had him speak. He never spoke once in front of the, the humans, and I think that was on purpose. But did he understand what the humans were saying? Because it seemed like he did. When the hunter was talking about the kills and whatnot, he, he was like, oh, it seemed, it seemed like he was affected by it. More so than just seeing the things, it's almost like he heard the words. So if that is the case, where does he learn English? See, this- is, is, is the, is, I'm sorry, is the facial features and responses going to be different hearing the words versus just seeing that all the animals that you hang out with are dead and killed and you're realizing that this guy is the one that's going around killing this guy killed timmy from down the street and he killed the albino uh, but uh, i don't know i guess I, I think the reaction would be similar hmm and not to mention um the entire like uh if you look at how animals um talk to each other they and across great distances they you know howl or whatever else how you to tell where they are and stuff like that but when they're close in person where they're next to each other most of the time they use like body signals movements to create like a structure of understanding like for instance i was looking up uh how pets communicate with each other and a lot of times the way they do like for instance dogs they will look for the corners of your eyes to see your expression. So if you are happy, they will be able to tell. Hmm. I thought they just sniffed your ass. <laughs> That's just for recognizing who you were or where you've been. <laughs> oh, um, you need more fiber. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, our, you just like, came out of the bathroom. <laughs> oh. And for instance, cats, what they do is they would stare at you, you know, and they, it was read that if you close your eyes slowly to them, like like slow, like a slow blink with a relaxed like you know eyes and stuff like that, it to them it means that you're not a threat and that you are comfortable around them and that you mean them no harm. <laughs> so just what if you what if that. you blink really fast? I was about rapidly. to say, <laughs> 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 do a blink, blink attack. Will they will they start scratching you? <laughs> Or when they look at you and go, this guy's got, like, eyelid Tourette's. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know the reason why cats bring food to you, right? Or dead birds and stuff like that? The real reason why is because they realize you're a bad hunter 
and they feel like <laughs> if you don't, they don't feed you, that you're going to die. So they bring dead animals to you so you can eat them. Is, is that is based on how you feed them? Hmm? Is that based on how you feed them? If if, if they feel like they're not getting the, uh, uh, enough nutrients from you, they will bring you food because you obviously can't provide nutrients. So I'm going to bring it to you. No, it's more. Along, no, it's more along the lines of they know you're. They you suck at like the food that you give them. So they're like, here, okay, try yeah. this. That's what I'm, that's what I was saying. All right. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> hey, you're giving me this shit. Here, eat this rat. Right. <laughs> Guarantee it tastes better. How do you like it? How do you like eating shitty food? <laughs> uh, all right. So, do you think that Mowgli understands English? No. No. So it was all I facial cues. It was yes, all I believe so. seeing his surroundings and taking that in, and that's how he understood. He, to and me, how, oh. I was going to say, to me, when he was walking around, he seemed very cautious. I mean, because he was he was crazy when he was in the cage until, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Locktooth, <sighs> I think. No, the, the, uh, the Black Panther. What was his name? Oh, Bagheera. 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 Uh, when Bagheera came and, and talked to him and told him that he was in a cage once, and it wasn't until he gained the human's trust did they, you know. So he he started to act very cautious around them, but not jumping around and, and being crazy. Hmm. But he was just being paying attention. It's sort of like uh, you get a brand new dog. They're going to be like, you know, cowering around and, and, you know, just trying to get the feel of their surroundings and stuff and what the hell is going on. Yeah. They not won't that just they, not that, yeah. Not that they understand what they're, that this is the couch, but they will observe you sitting down on it, you sitting down on it all the time. And then they want to get to you. And then they realize after a while, Hey, that's why you sit here. It's fucking comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know you see some dogs that will come up to you no matter who you are and just lick the crap out of you. And those are animals that haven't experienced, like, tragedy of some sort, I'm guessing. Because you see a dog that's been, like, harmed in the past, and they're cautious as all hell. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Dodo videos uh, to know trauma affects animals and makes me cry. Uh, but... <laughs> So in this case, Mowgli is now in the cage, uh, out of the cage, playing with the humans or whatever. They, they paint him with makeup and whatnot, uh, all kinds of things. He's now part of their rituals that's happening there. And once he realizes, oh, you kill my friends. Fuck you, man. And then now I got to go back and, and save my, my, my people. Now he goes back to the elephants. Yeah. Tells them about the fire flower, the red flower. Yeah. And, uh, wait, there was a scene with a hyena earlier about the fire. Oh, he first learns about the fire. A hyena catches his tail on fire and he's like, what, what, what was that? What happened to you? I was a man's flower, a red flower that whatever, whatever. That'll come back in. <laughs> Man, man's magic, magic weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Mandrake flower. But you, that, why would they? Why would they say? I don't understand that. Why they would call it man's magic weapon or man's flower or whatever? When like I'm, I'm pretty sure the jungle caught on fire from lightning before. 
Yeah, but like if you can, if a man can control what lightning does, doesn't that mean it's magical in some nature too? So man uh, lights fires with lightning. Yeah, that or like you, what, how the guys do it on YouTube with their button and zip a zip a fly lighter. <laughs> uh, lightning causes fire sporadically, or supposedly comes out of their ass. One it's, of the a, two. it's an act of nature. I'm moving on, uh, act of nature <laughs> from lightning causes so fire. It's, but so it's stuff that comes out of your ass. But see. <laughs> No, but it's nature. But, uh, but the man creates it. Something that happens. Uh, randomly. I, I create it too. <laughs> <laughs> I eat something. My body creates it. It comes. Sorry. <laughs> man can ha- make it appear as they wish. Go ahead. <laughs> Whereas lightning, yes, they can. Random lightning strikes. That's just like a oh, it's fire. That's crazy. And now you see man making it. Oh, they're the creators of it. That's where it comes from. Because they can make it whenever they want. So now it becomes a whole... It's not from lightning. It's from <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, a hole, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so... I've prayed to him a few times while I'm sitting on the porcelain throne. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, so, so Mowgli goes and he's now... Hey... I'm sorry I left you guys, even though you kicked me out. These guys are a-holes. Let's take them down. So he goes to the elephant. Hey, I found the tusk you were missing. Here it is. Ah. Without talking, because the elephant doesn't talk. The monkeys don't talk. But Mowgli communicates to the elephant. You come with me, I'll get you the guy that did this to you. You do them a favor for me. Yeah, but it's the communication. On the day of my what? <laughs> it's, the, it's the communication part that I'm, I have trouble with. Yeah, that's where I think he did understand. Well, I don't know because he he came to the realization that the issue that they were having in the jungle was Khan. Khan was the major and threat. the hunter. Yes. And because of Khan killing the cattle, the villagers whom they ne- didn't have a problem with before, he realized they hired this hunter, and the hunter was the one killing all the animals in the jungle. Right. So he put two and two together, and because he wasn't like, "Hey, we need to kill these bastards down here in the village," he was gunning for the hunter. Well, at the same time. Gunning for Shere Khan. Right. Because those two were the enemies. Those two were the ones causing all the animosity and the problems between the village and the jungle. Right. So without understanding English, how could he put all that together? That, that, that's, that's kind of my big thing. He had to have understood some of it, and then the elephant had to understand as well. Everybody is communicating in a way that is not – very well communicated to us, the audience, of who understands well, who. Maybe the elephant was not deaf, but just mute. Mm. After losing his tusk, he took a vow of silence. That's um, his thing. Maybe, you know. <laughs> Another option is this. I mean, like, you do realize that animals have a way of understanding humans. They are perceptive enough to understand certain things, not words in the sense 
like we do. But like, for instance, they can understand what we're trying to do. I mean, pets do it all the time. Okay. Unless, I feel like unless if, you're trying to potty train an animal, they don't understand. You can't no, shit here. No. I mean, no. Yes. Gorillas in the okay. Oh, what was the what was the what was the gorilla's name? I I, I refer myself back to King the Louis? one that can. No. Well, you, well sure. King Julian. Well. King Julian was King <laughs> Julian. No, Louis. That's uh, ringtail. Julian is a, oh. a marmoset. It's true. <laughs> or King lemur. Julian. He's a lemur. It's King Julian. He has a list, doesn't he? King Ringtail. <laughs> what are you talking about, Mr. Wish? What are you talking about, Madagascar? Yeah. Madagascar. No, no but what, you were talking about a gorilla, uh, Amy, from sure. Girls in the Mist, the one sign languaging and drinking. That's, uh, after, that's, a real, that's a real story. I think, she, I think the gorilla could actually sign like yes. over 60 to 100 uh, words of what she wanted. What she was talking right. about, right? One of you which could was actually have conversations. Dirty martini, please. Uh, sure. We 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 evolved from primates, specifically uh, chimpanzees. chimpanzees. By the way, speaking of which, real quick, uh, Gorillas in the Mist. We have on the spoilers archives. We've done that one before, so check that one out. All right, or in German, it's Gorillas in the Fog. Mm-hmm. I, the fog. The fog. Thank you, Flula. <laughs> I love Flula. That guy's amazing. Great. <laughs> I know. Ready for the sippy types? <laughs> okay, so now we come down to this epic battle that's going to happen where Mowgli kind of orchestrates the jungle attacking the hunter and the hunter attacking Khan, and everybody's going after everybody. You see, this is where it gets where I agree with you, Adam. This orchestration of what's been going on, I don't see how. Okay, realistically, the conversations that these animals are having with Mowgli doesn't make sense. The details doesn't. I don't believe that they could actually do this. So realistically, yes, I don't think they could have such conversations where they could talk about the weather and how they're doing and how many <laughs> times they've talked about their cousin that owes them money and stuff like that. I don't think that happens. But I do believe that if you're willing to accept the fact that animals converse with each other, at least at some, in some way, then this movie is fine. This this. Oh. This was a movie based <laughs> off a story that was a Disney cartoon movie. And we're sitting here having a debate <laughs> on the realistic the realisticness of a live action cartoon movie. That's like them redoing uh, Darkwing Duck, the movie, or DuckTales, the movie, in live action. And us going, oh, wait, they have done that. It's called Howard the Duck. And no, no. In the Duck no. movies. and I'm pretty sure in all the times that I've seen DuckTales and Darkwing Duck, I have never once seen duck breasts. I... I'm pretty sure I've, I've watched them all. You're not talking. 
you do realize Howard the Duck is a Marvel character, right? Uh, but also, Howard the Duck in the archives of spoilers. <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> you do realize that now that Marvel is owned by Disney, uh, so technically Howard the Duck now is owned by Disney. Ooh, so it's just a matter Duck of days between that. Disney now. Yeah, Howard the Duck is going to be canceled very soon. They're going to edit out. <laughs> Scrub that movie of the of the duck boobs. Oh, I don't know about that. Looney Tunes <laughs> is owned by Warner Brothers, bro. Uh, so uh, this this battle Mowgli orchestrates. He has the elephants. I will show you the hunter, and then you kill the hunter, and then uh, Shere Khan uh, also like, hey, here's the hunter. Hey, come for me. Uh, you come after me, the hunter's going to kill you, and then you kill the hunter uh, to the elephant. The thing that was weird for me was that at one point, the elephant sneaks up on Khan. An elephant sneaking up yes. on a tiger. Yes. Ooh, I, I don't see that as a possibility it's happening doable. ever. No. It's doable. If an elephant yes, takes a step... A tiger, with all of his prowess, will sense the vibrations. Even though he has one dead paw, he could still feel that. Okay, okay. Let's let's take this. Let's take this into a, 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 a like realistic uh, aspect here. That's what I'm doing. That's why this doesn't happen. This is the reason why I'm doing this is because you're going ups- going insane with talking about this. So <laughs> I'm going to go and tell you that it's entirely plausible because I've seen it happen. You've seen an elephant sneak up on a tiger. I've seen an elephant sneak up on many things. They don't make that much noise. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to side with Maestro on this. What? In a full sprint, this is now vengeful elephant. Excuse me. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I happen to know through National Geographic that elephants are actually pretty light on their feet. <laughs> Although they are big animals, they are light on their feet. They don't they have, gallop. They don't gallop. They actually have, um, I mean, for God's sakes, in the circus, they, they stand on a ball. Huh. You know, they can get up on a ball and, and, and balance themselves on a ball. I mean, but not only that, but um, in, in watching National Geographic programs and stuff like that, where you know they do things with elephants, elephants. Some I've, I've seen um, instances where people would get down on the floor, lay down, and an elephant would put their foot on top of the human, but not put any pressure. Just, and they could crush the human. Interesting. Not to mention the way an elephant does run fast. It doesn't stride to the point where it lifts its leg up very high. It just barely lifts above the ground. They would trip if they weren't careful. Huh. Well, this is all eye-opening for me. I... <laughs> We've watched – okay, me and Cowboy have watched a lot of David Attenborough, dude. Okay. I don't know who that is. I'm sure oh I'm my sh- goodness! I'm sure I'll look it up after do, the podcast. We're gonna spend like a week watching his, sh- his shows. Okay. A week. <laughs> All right. It, I, I I think that like majority of uh, biologists, at least from like a good four generations, became biologists because of David Attenborough. All right. I'm just saying he's that good. I'll take your word for it. 
Oh, you don't have to take my word for it. You can watch it with me next time. Uh, yes, let's put that on the calendar. We'll do that very soon. I believe in the words Edinburgh, actually. In the words of LeVar Burton, you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a look. It's in a book. All right. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know what that is. <laughs> I know what books are. I don't open them, but I know what they are. So uh, it all plays out perfectly. Uh, Mowgli of course. lures out the hunter and Khan at the same time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, everybody wins. Survive. Yes. That's fine. Have you seen the – oh, you did watch it. That's why you're having so much confusion right now, aren't you? We talked about the, the fire flower. Uh, Mandred flower, you know. Mm-hmm. The, from the other film? Yeah. Uh, I had seen this movie when it first came out, this Mowgli. Oh, really? And I remember enjoying it immensely because it was a different version of the Jungle Book than I had seen before. Watching it this time, I found it very boring. It, it was it was slow. Uh, and maybe because the, the spark was gone of what's going to happen. And even watching it this time, though, I didn't remember how it fully played out. And I was... I found myself sitting there waiting, like, all right, get to something good. There was, it, there was a lot of slow parts in the movie that I couldn't feel that interested in. Like the part where Mowgli's just, like, kind of, like, half there, not there, and, like, in and out of consciousness, and the big old brawl between Bagheera and Baloo versus the monkeys, and Shere Khan, and Shere Khan trying to take him out, and all of a sudden Ka comes out and saves the day, surprisingly, because no one messes with Ka. That board, that part, that boring part. No, th- th- there were some parts that were actiony, but a lot of it was kind of, all right. I get what you're going for. Move on. Let's move on to the next thing. We got it. I, I got what you're getting. What you're trying to get me to feel. Let's move on. It, it, it could have been, I think, condensed to be more palatable. But again, this is my second watching. Maybe that's that's the problem. I watched it too close together because this movie came out uh, what 2000. 18. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Man, this COVID thing question. really fucks up time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question. Are we doing an Andy Circus film anytime soon? Uh, besides this one? Yes. Uh, not, not to my knowledge. I can't plan that far ahead because movie release dates keep getting all moved around. The reason, the reason why I'm asking is because I know one film that I really feel we should watch. Okay. Put on the list. We'll get to it at some point. All right. All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we move out into the rest of the games? And- yeah, we need to watch Batteries Not Included. Oh, that pulls at my heartstrings so bad. Or Cocoon. That <laughs> pulls at my board strings so bad. <laughs> I love Batteries Not Included. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, I, I saw Cocoon maybe five to seven years ago, and I remember really? hearing a lot of like, "This is a great movie," and it was, "Oh my god!" It was. I was just mentioning how this movie felt slow to me at certain points. That movie was extra slow. Yeah, it was. It was a slow movie, but batteries not included. Oh, that one's fun. All right. Yeah, Cocoon, not so much. No, we'll put it on the list then. Which one? Batteries Not Included or Cocoon? Uh, batteries Not Included. Or, I don't okay. know. We'll figure it out. So, final thoughts as we exit the review part of the show. 
I feel like the story was a lot better than the other films. I feel like the character development was a lot better than the other films, except for the cartoon. Cartoon was amazing. Um, but I do feel that their choice in how they motion captured was disturbing at best. Okay. Cowboy. Um, I watched it at five thirty in the morning. Uh, I couldn't stop watching it. Of course, nobody was up, so I didn't get inter- interrupted or anything. Like that, <laughs> so there's nothing else for me to do but sit there with my monster and just stare at the screen. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Cookie monster. Not, not, not to the point where. Um, I'm going to go watch it again right now or anything like that, you know, but I did tell my wife and my son that, you know, Hey, I, I think you'd like this movie. I think we should watch it. No, right. I, I think, I think as a kid, it would probably be more intriguing to me to want to watch it more. It was a lot darker um, of a film. Yeah. Very dark. I feel like for some children, this might be too dark. Well, my son's nine, and we've watched The Matrix just recently, so I'm, I'm thinking he'll be all right. All right. Fantastic. All right. So that was, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top show, we have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Now let's see if people actually have credentials, the critics. Also, we're from the non-credential, the audience. I'm going to give you two reviews from the top critics and the audience. Hopefully this will help with the Rotten Tomatoes game we're going to play right after. Let's start with the good reviews from the top critics. Andrea Grunavel from the Chicago Reader. Unlike John Favreau's insipid 2016 live-action retread, this live-action adaptation of the classic about a feral Indian boy reared by wolves teams with flesh, blood, and mud, conveying a true sense of danger and adventure. Uh, Favreau's version is the one that Maestro accidentally watched uh, last time. <laughs> FYI. Uh, this is from the New York Times. Uh. <laughs> By the way, that one's from 2020. This one's from 2018. The filmmakers are clearly trying to bring an uncommonly an uncommon maturity to the fantasy film. And in many respects, they succeed. While not everything here works, what does is impressive. All right, bad reviews from the top critics. Barry Hertz from Global and Mail, a Globe and Mail from 2018. Too terrifying for children, too boring for adults, and arriving far too soon after a nearly identical project. Andy Serkis' Mowgli is a frustrating, fascinating mess. This is from Kate Erbland from IndieWire, 2018. Mowgli abandons all sense of wonder and opts for a dark weirdness that will likely churn off audience members of all ages while scaring a few of them along the way. All right, those are two good and bad reviews from the top critics. Now it's time for the game that everybody loves to play, the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is the part of the show where you make the guys guess the score based on his Rotten Tomatoes score. If you're not familiar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, 85 and up is certified fresh. So based on those reviews from the top critics, what do you think the tomato meter is for the top critics? 59. 
Ooh, good choice. 65. The tomato meter is 52. It is rotten. Cowboy yeah. Gansett. All right. Now let's do the audience. Let's start with the bad reviews first. This is from Dilly V from 2020. God, it was bad. Most of the movie's important parts made no sense. Like the Python scene where his face was projected onto the scales. It was just weird. And the part of the movie where they were trapped, where they trapped him in a cage? What sane human would trap a child in a cage? The he had to fail made sense, I guess. But the child throwing him at, with, with the children throwing stuff at him didn't make a lot of sense either. What kind of kid would throw things at another kid with, I don't know, a bunch of wounds all over them? I mean, sure. They are stupid kids, but that still doesn't make a lot of sense. The old movie was much better. Um, apparently, when was this uh, written? Uh, 2000, it had to be after 2018. 2020. So this person obviously hasn't uh, paid attention to, I don't know, the last three presidents. <laughs> All right. This is from Mark W. from 2018. The movie was bad. For some reason, I had the impression it was a sequel or prequel to The Jungle Book. I didn't realize it was literally another live-action reboot only a couple years after the John Favreau version. The only thing I'll say about this version is that they nailed the kid part of Mowgli's character. But that was the problem. A story for kids in a world for adults. Skip this one. And go see the great movies coming to theater in the next few weeks instead. Not this year. Yeah, no, that was that was at the time the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. All right, good reviews. It's from Reed H. from 2021. Out of all the Jungle Books, the original live action, and this Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, is easily the best. Why all the bad reviews? Sure, the movie's a ton darker than the other two. But it's rated PG-13 for that reason. The entire film is very entertaining. This is from James F. from 2018. An epic movie. From the immersive storyline to the incredible acting, this retelling of a classic is a must-see. It's not easy to have CGI animals talking and not have it look cheesy. But Mowgli does an amazing job with it. The serious tone the movie takes gives the movie a realistic feel. Great for adults and the family if you have older children. So those are the audience reviews. Good and bad. What do you think they rated it on the tomato meter? You can go first, Maestro, if you'd like. 55. 55. 46. All right. The audience has this at Rotten as well. 51. Ooh, Maestro got it by one. Barely. Look at you, man. All right, Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. We like to play the game where generally they make films better, so if you want to put them into this movie, take somebody out. Who would you replace in this movie? Um, there wasn't a lot of human characters. Right. So, I mean, you... Well, you could replace the hunter with one of them too, but I, I think um, I would like to see Gary Oldman as uh, one of the monkeys. 
<laughs> no speaking lines. <laughs> no, no speaking lines. Just the acting. You know, I mean, because <laughs> it, the, the facial features and stuff. You know, imprinted in, in, in the monkey and stuff like that. And then uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of like just voicing, then, right? Yeah. But the voice can make all the difference. Hmm. I honestly, I would like to see. I would like to see Shere Khan be uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, you're taking out Cumberbatch. Yeah, I think I would. Oh, the reason we're watching the movies because Cumberbatch was Shere Khan, and you're taking him out. Okay. Yep. See, for for me, this is super easy. Paul Giamatti as Baloo. Because then that would add some uh, comedy to it. Even when he was being a hard ass, Paul Giamatti playing that hard ass would still add some sort of comedy to it. And Oldman as Bagheera, because uh, he, he can play with authority. Uh, and Christian Bale, although he didn't do a bad job, well, Oldman could do a better job. That's my thoughts. All right, trivia. This is part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the film. This film was originally slated to be released in 2016. But after the information was released that Disney would release their live-action film at the same time, this was pushed back to 2018. The original Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling is actually an anthology of separate tales, with Mowgli's story being just one of them. This is one of the few adaptations that reflects this being titled simply Mowgli instead of The Jungle Book. Uh, There are characters who are only made for this movie. Boot, the albino wolf cub, and Mowgli's best friend, and also John Lockwood, the hunter. The original book did feature a hunter, but his name was Buldeo. Shere Khan is finally portrayed with this book's counterpart's limp. He's still a fearsome threat to Mowgli, however. Adventures of Mowgli referred to Shere Khan as being lame, but ended up being more of an informed flaw, with no noticeable limp, where here it is shown in full. All right, lastly, we have Kate Blanchett delivers the opening monologue as Ka, much in the way that she provided the opening words of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. She was... Galadriel. Uh, There are certain similarities between Ka and Galadriel, both being very old, goddess-like characters whose wisdom and countless experience provide a narrative framework for the history leading up to current events. All right, money makes the world go round. This is going to be tough because we can't do it. It was a Netflix movie. It was not released in theaters, so there's no budget, there's no box office, and nothing. So we're moving on. Oops. <laughs> you, may, you may have noticed a time or two that one of us, uh, probably more likely me than anybody else, has made some kind of error during the podcast. So to make myself feel better, I'm going to tell you a hold few on, times. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold you on. Know. Um, Maestro takes the cake this time. He watched the wrong movie. Oh, <laughs> you were going to say it. That is the biggest oops. You know what? That should have been my first oops. 
Uh, first, oops, uh, it's commonly misconceived that by typing in Mowgli into IMDb will bring up the Jungle Book and cause people to watch the wrong movie. That's a maestro. All right. <laughs> All right, Mowgli looks about 10 years old. His wolf brothers would be mature adults by this time, but are still depicted as youths. And the parent wolves and Akela are still alive when they would have died of old age. This is one uh, maestro uh, being in the family of zoologists. I thought you might have picked up on this one. This one. The elephants shown in the film have big floppy ears, indicating they are African but the story said in India, so they should have small, small ears. ears. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Some of the wolves, such as Gray Brother, have blue eyes. In reality, wolves' eyes can be yellow, orange, brown, or even pale green, but never blue. The only time they're blue is when they're cubs. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. It okay. changes just like in other animals, too. The pigment changes in their eyes and they change their real color. Because the reason why it's like that is because underlining the actual eye, everyone's eyes are pretty much blue. Okay. Uh, last one here from the oop section. This is one I actually did catch while the movie was playing. At 31 minutes and 5 seconds, Tabaki, which is one of the hyenas, spots Moli's reflection in the water. This would not be possible as Mowgli is right behind him. I remember seeing that during the movie. I'm like, wait, how? All right. Anyway, that was Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle from 2018, directed by Andy Serkis. Check out our website, ratbackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers, at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review and a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list. Watch it before any other request. Next week, there's a movie coming out called Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. Here's a brief description. A bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes a target of a vengeful drug lord. This movie looks fun as hell to me. It has very John Wicky vibes. (laughs) Uh, But we can't do anything like that. So I found a movie that seems similar. And uh, it's called Three Days to Kill. And it actually happens to star somebody that was mentioned earlier in the podcast. One that was known to be Dancing with Wolves. Kevin Costner. Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Kevin Costner. Oh, my God. He's so dreamy. Yeah, so we'll check that out for next week. Until next time, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching The Correct Movie with us. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm Annie. (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 